Hare Krishna. So, um, Brajabi Haripabu is a senior educator in ISKCON. He's been around, uh, travels the world teaching, teaches online. He's also a conflict a professional mediator uh, and conflict resolution uh, consultant, expert, the best in the whole world. And he happens to be my husband on top of everything else. So all's well. Um, but thank you for being here. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So we'll sing this song uh, briefly. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihadi Gopi Janavallava Giri Vardhari Yashodanandana Prajajanaranjana Jamunati Ravanachari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Gopi Janava Lava Giri Varadhari Yashodanandana Braja Janaranjana Jamunati Ravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Gopi Janavalava Girivaradhari Yashodanandana Prajajanaranjana Jamunati Ravanachari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Hare Krishna, good afternoon. So why are we talking about health? That's that's my question. I don't I don't get it myself. Because uh, We've lived millions of, we've, we've had, you know, if you understand the Bhagavad Gita and Krishna's statements about the soul, we're not this body, and we've had so many different births, you know. Um, so 
what's the big deal if we live five years longer or don't live five years longer? We're in good health, we're in bad health. What's the big deal? You forget about it anyway in your next life. That's the end of the class. <laughs> um, that, you know, that, that is a bona fide question in some ways. Yeah, and, and certainly sometimes when we study the, the Bhagavad Gita, we might come to a conclusion that, you know, well, yeah, of course, life is temporary, so why not just focus on, on the spiritual reality and nothing else? And Krishna gives uh, that for those of us who can do this, then great. If we can, uh, Krishna, this is a beautiful verse um, where our, Krishna is telling Arjuna to always think of him. Manmara, manmara, man means mine. Manmana, bhava mad bhakto. Always think of me, become my devotee. Uh, offer obeisances, worship me, be completely absorbed in me. Surely you will come to me. So that is, uh, that is great. And then, the next, and then another very famous verse along the same lines where Krishna says, abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I'll deliver you from all sinful react from everything. Do not fear. So if we just fully surrender to Krishna, without any um, deviation, always thinking of him, always thinking of the Supreme Lord uh, in a favorable way, it, it, with bhakti, with love, with devotion. Uh, how, many of that, how many of us are on that platform? I'm the only one. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it's not, that, that's not so easy. It's, it's a goal to be achieved and not necessarily a platform that we're on right now. So then what do we do between now and then? <laughs> uh, and one other point about social and emotional. This is from a wonderful book called, uh, well, in English, The Nectar of Instruction or the Upadek Shamrita. And I'm just quoting one line or Guyam akyati prichtiti and priti lakshanam. Revealing one's mind in confidence, inquiring confidentially. These are symptoms of love shared by one devotee and another. So it's, it's, everyone needs friends. You don't need 5,000 friends you know, on Facebook. Oh, I have so many friends. Right? Um, but if you can have two or three people, one or two people even in your life that you can just be an open book and, and uh, share your life, your, your struggles, your challenges, your successes. That, that is, you're very lucky, we're very lucky. And friendship is, is very, very important. Krishna is our ultimate best friend. Um, what's that verse? Suridam Sarvabhutanam. Surit means friendship. And he says he's the Surit, the friend, Sarvabhutanam of all living entities. But that doesn't mean we, we Krishna and Krishna's devotees. Hmm. The, the, a neophyte kind of consciousness is, hey, it's just me and God, everyone else, they're like, you know, I'm the, Krishna and I are co-stars in my movie, and everyone else is a, uh, what is that, when they hire 5,000 people to be in Ben-Hur, what are they, extra, just an extra, right? <laughs> we have extras, but we should allow a few more people into our life, so not everyone is just an extra. Like that, mm. uh, and then spiritually, um, punch anga means puncha means five, and anga means limbs. So five main limbs of how to practice bhakti. Okay, and the first one we know, <laughs> right? Chanting, 
and how Lord Chaitanya, the uh, whose deity is on the 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 right part of the left <laughs> altar there, um, he came to teach love of God by the chanting of Krishna's names. And every religion, I went to a Mennonite school for grad school, and they, they, they have beautiful songs. They, they do everything as a cappella. They don't have instruments. They do everything. Uh, just beautiful services that they have. And, 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 and every, every scripture of the world emphasizes this point of, of singing or kirtan or chanting. And then hearing spiritual books, the Srimad Bhagavatam specifically, the Bhagavad Gita, those books especially um, are just so, you know, you can be bummed out after a day at work and then you open up Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam and you just like, it's like a nice, I don't know, I was going to say a nice uh, fresh slap in the face, but that might not be the most. It, it's, it's, it, it's enlivening. It's like, you know, you, oh, God, so many people at work I wish I didn't have to work with. Then you read something and say, oh, I'm, I'm a spirit soul. I'm, I'm not this body. I'm not this mind. I'm... I, I'm I'm Krishna's eternal servant. Oh, you feel so uplifted, right? And then uh, worshiping the deity or having a deity in your house or even a picture of Krishna and offering your food to Krishna in your home. Uh, but that, that uh, worshiping deity is one of the five most potent items of bhakti. And then as we just talked about this, associating with devotees. Associating with like-minded people. Hmm. And finally, living in a holy place. So let's all move to Vrindavan in Mayapur. Or visiting a holy place. This, is, this room is definitely a holy place, and that'll, that new building over there will definitely be a holy place. And also making our home a holy place. Having a place where you might do your spiritual practice, where you do some reading, you do some chanting. Have that kind of set aside. Maybe have a little altar in your kitchen to offer the food to Krishna. Right? And just making our, making our home a holy place. So those are some of the spiritual practices. And Prabhupada wrote down three things as priority. The first, the first one was the first priority, the second and the third priority. Interesting what he said. The first priority, he said, is your health. Because if, if we are practicing sadhana, you don't have much, you can't really do it so easily when you're not feeling well. Hmm? You know, the, in, in Ayurvedic um, words, the pran is not flowing through the body very strongly. So health, he said, then spiritual practices, and then doing different services for Krishna. In that order. He wrote that in Vrindavan. So... Taking care of our health is is a is a you know it doesn't mean we have to get a six pack. Uh, I don't mean the, the drinking kind, by the way. Yeah, uh, or you know, you know, have you know huge muscles, but but you know, taking good care of our health is, is important. Um, for a yogi, uh, exercise is called is walking. Generally, that's what yogis would do for exercise. They would walk, and our founder Prabhupada, he would walk, and he would walk so fast. He was in his 70s, and his 20-something disciples had trouble keeping up sometimes. He would walk so fast. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we don't have to, th this verse here, just, you know, we don't have to take, you know, be a, be a monk uh, and go off and, you know, renounce our job and renounce our family. No, uh, 
this was a, a verse that Lord Chaitanya quoted a lot from Lord Brahma. Uh, remain in your social position, but uh, hear and chant about Krishna, basically. So, how many of you have ever cooked Kitri? Okay, so you got, I want you to give me an honest opinion about the, next, the recipe in the next, on the next slide, okay? Is this a good recipe for Kitri? Really? There's no ghee. <laughs> Wise guy. <laughs> What's the other reason? Yeah. Could you imagine one part as much turmeric as, as rice? As much salt as dal? It would be a disaster, right? All that hing, all the asphatita. <laughs> right? So it's not that everything in our life has to be exactly that we have to give the same amount of time for everything. That's not the point. But a good kitri, the goal of, with a good kitri is not to have the same amount of each ingredient, but to have the appropriate amount of each. Right? And a balanced life is like a good kitri. Right? So lessons from kitri. One, pay attention to what good kitri tastes like. So in other words, you know when you're living, a, you know when you're in balance and you know when you're not. Know when Kitri has gone off. I, oh, you smell it? Oh, okay. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, and we don't do that with our life enough. We don't look at ourselves and say, oh, I'm out, I'm out of balance right now. Do something practical to add or subtract some of the ingredients. Experiment. So, you know, work a little bit with your life. If you, if you, do, if you chant every morning, um, you know, and you, and you find that you're falling a little asleep at some, well, maybe you adjust this or you adjust that. Right? You experiment a little bit to what, what really works with your life. Remember, if 45% of our life is habits, then we should be really like up in a helicopter looking down at how we spend our 24 hours and make sure we're spending it, the way we spend our time matches what we really want our life to be like. And often it's not, it's not like that often. Often we know we want to be spending more time on this, but somehow we're on the internet, we're on social media, we're spacing out and not really using our valuable time in the right way. And, you know, start now in terms of examining our life. What was it? Was it Socrates who said the unexamined life is not worth living? Is that him? Smart guy. Uh, so this is what we, we would love it that when we, when we know, uh, we want to know that whatever I'm doing now and whatever the now is, is the right thing to do is what I really want to, how I really want my life to be like. And we could be asking ourselves that 50 times a day. Right? This is all about, you know, um, you know um, mindfulness. When I was a kid, so the book was Be Here Now, right, Anutama? Right? Yeah. Now it's The Power of Now is kind of the newer version of that. But the idea of being in the present um, and how do we want to, you know, be in the, in the present. Because the mind often... Talks about the thinks about the future and the past. And that's another big thing, right? If you take any seminar in mindfulness, they talk about don't be in the past, don't be in the future, be in the present. And it seems like it's something that just kind of came up in the last 20 or 30 years. But Krishna spoke about it thousands and thousands of years ago. He said, Nasochati Nakangshati. He said, Don't lament about the past, don't hanker for the future. And that same person, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, wrote, Forget the past that sleeps. 
nor in the future dream at all, but be in times that are with thee, and progress ye shall call. Yeah. Okay, almost done. So these are different aspects that may be part of our lives. Maybe it's our sadhana, taking care of our health. Some of us go out and share Krishna consciousness, taking care of our finances, our family, our service, our occupations, our friends, our intellectual pursuits, relaxation, uh, alone time, getting enough sleep. So this is all that makes up a good kitri, kitri of life. And so how, you know, how we want to spend our time at different times. And yes, relaxation is also important. Uh, I'm, uh, a quick story about Prabhupada. Um, he was in Africa and then going back to India. And they required a yellow fever certific certification to get back in the country. And they, uh, they, so they stopped them in Calcutta at the, uh, at the airport. And they said, well, you, you can't get in the country. You'd have to quarantine um, if you don't have that certificate. So he, he quarantined for five or six days. He had been doing a world tour, very, very busy, busy. All, and people wanted to talk to him day in and day out. Um, and on the sixth day, he said, well, let me make a phone call. He, he called the temple in Calcutta. He said, my yellow fever certificate is in this one drawer. Please bring it to the airport. He knew it was there, but he needed a, he needed a break. So he took advantage of, of the facility that they provided for him at the airport to just, you know, uh, center himself, as it were. Of course, he was always centered. So um, a tip, just a few little tips about, uh, you know, you, we can actually track our time you, um, and see how we, you, you can go on, you can Google it, you know, time, um, what do they call it? chart or something like that and you can just you know every, you keep track of your every hour of your life just for one or two days and see if the way we spend our time is how we want to spend our time mm -hmm. um, and some just some quick self-reflections okay so this is no one you don't don't answer this to anybody and you might want to talk to your friends about it later but if I, if you or I could magically effortlessly change one habit regarding my health what would it be? So just think about that for a second. If there was one thing you could do that would have a great impact on improving your health, what would that be? Okay, well, okay, control your diet. <laughs> Said like a true Gujarati. <laughs> right. If anyone knows Gujarati food, it's very rich. And yeah. Okay, so one thing that you can do, so just keep that in your mind. And think about maybe making that change. The next one. If I could magically effortlessly change one habit regarding my spiritual practices, what would it be? And it might be taking them up in the first place. Or it might be whatever. But what would be that one thing? Not reading Facebook and chanting your rounds at the same time. That might be a good start. If you could magically effortlessly change one habit of your mental health about being, you know, just, um, yeah, just being more um, at ease and, and not getting easily angered or easily anxious or easily fearful, what might that be? And finally, um, 
If I could magically effortlessly change one habit regarding my interaction with others, my social life. So imagine if we took up all four of those or two of those or even one of those and took it seriously. It might make, you know, it makes a, it could make a big difference. And it's something that we do now when we look back five years from now, we're so happy we changed that habit or we acquired that habit. Good habits are hard to create but make life easier. Bad habits are easy to create and make life harder. Yeah. So a few tips about changing habits. Keep track of it. You know, if you can find a way to monitor it. If you're reading, you might keep track of how many minutes you read and then try to challenge yourself to read a little bit more. Or schedule it. Put it in your schedule just like you put, you know, if, you're, if you have a job and you have a boss and you have an appointment with them at 2 o'clock, you're probably going to be there. So what if you made an appointment with yourself? 7 p.m., go for a walk. Listen to a pravachan while you're going, a lecture or a kirtan while you're going for a walk. And keep that appointment to yourself as much as you would keep an appointment with someone who could fire you. <laughs> uh, enlist the help of others. Most of us love to get on the case of somebody else. So we would love to criticize you if you don't do what you said you were going to do. But, you know, all joking aside, having someone that you're accountable to is very helpful. And know that it takes some time, usually about 60 days, to, to really firm up a new habit. And you can start with small ones and gradually increase. A small, simple one, but one that easy, simple one is just make sure you make your bed when you wake up in the morning. It's a simple thing. You don't have to, if you, anyone's been in the military, you don't have to do hospital corners and do it you know, really fancy. But just make your bed. And you'd imagine that that little habit makes it easier to start doing other habits. And the good thing about it is you come home after a really tough day, at least you have a bed that's made. Okay, some more tips? I thought they can. Um, it's also easy sometimes to change habits when you're out of your routine, let's say on a vacation or visiting India or something like that, when you're not in your kind of rat race mode. Uh, and I already said that last one. And what do you do if you slip? You take advice from Frank Sinatra. He said, uh, you just pick yourself up and get back in the race. That's life. I'm giving away my age knowing that I know that song. But uh, yes. And sometimes writing down the commitment can be very helpful. Okay. Now, symptoms of being unbalanced, that empty feeling this is spiritually, that lacking of taste in Krishna consciousness, that overly attracted to the mundane, keeping track of both the women's and the men's bracket in March Madness, and watching every single, no, but you know, like that. Um, being easily annoyed or irritated, we talked about that. Feeling depleted, and also not being dealing with, feeling kind of brief, you know, tough with other people. Those could all be symptoms of, of um, that kitri having a whole lot of uh, salt and hing in it. Yeah. So our desire is to become balanced. Some questions, comments, thoughts? 
So thank. Oh wait, you had a, yes. Sorry. Um, I just want to say I like your idea of writing down the commitment. Yes. I think that's pretty powerful mm -hmm. because our thoughts escape pretty frequently. So thank you for that. That thank was you. great. Yes. Uh, by a hard. Oh, you're pointing to her. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very. Wait, was there another one? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Rujit. Thank you for the wonderful session. Uh, you mentioned about three points. I'm sorry, I missed the second one. The first one you said like it's health that we have to prioritize. Oh, Prabhupada's priorities? Yeah, so. Uh, this one. Yeah, so health, sadhana, and service. service. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Okay, yes. And these were Bhaktivinoda Thakur's. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Sorry, Krishna.